Welcome to episode 83 of the Process Podcast. Prove it. Thank you for being here with me today. Appreciate you for coming. Change on me if you knew the truth. Knowing I ain't the same person that was introduced. Thank the Lord, cause I don't look like what I've been through. Here's a letter to you. I'm back again. Jesus on that cross, I had to rise again. Time to get my blessings, time to get my blessings. I had to live my life, I had to learn my lessons. I had to keep that smile, but deep inside I'm stressing. Just trying to keep my spirits from that deep depression. I am Omonte Martin. Today we have Mr. Darius Fulgham joining us on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Darius. Yeah, man, glad to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, could you tell the listeners where you're from? Yeah, I'm uh, originally raised in uh, Killeen, Texas, but right now I live in uh, Houston, Texas. Killeen, Texas. What was it like growing up there? Man, so, well, Colleen, or people probably know more, it's Fort Hood, you know, it's a little small town, but I, I mean, I enjoy it. I lived there since 2000, all the way till I graduated high school. Um, so that's really, that's really home to me. And, um, you know, my mom, my parents still live there, and I still go back from time to time. But, I mean, Colleen really made me, you know, kind of who I am today. I had all my little trials and tribulations growing up there. But, you know, it's a little army town, and so it's probably... You know, Army accepts anybody, so it's real diverse. You know, so it wasn't really no like minorities, you know, like it was to me it was pretty pretty diverse and I didn't really I don't really I don't know, I kinda of really stayed out of trouble, but you know, I met a lot of a lot of good people there. And uh and kind of started my roots there even in, in boxing. Yeah, yeah. What was it like growing up, you know, in that army household like that? So it's a little bit different for me, from my perspective, from, you know, the, the stereotype of, you know, like the army, bread, you know, kind of moving around all the, all over. I didn't really move around too much. I, you know, I was born in El Paso, moved to Germany, and then then I moved I moved straight to Colleen, and we stayed there. Like I said, my parents are still there now. So I didn't really move around too much. Um, but <laughs> some of my pops is in the army, my mom wasn't, you know, and, and he kind of was still like that. Uh, he was the disciplined guy in the house. So that kind of stereotype of being in the Army family is, is still holds strong, you know. But, you know, I had a good mix. My mom was real loving. So it kind of was a nice balance, you know. My dad was kind of not saying he was strict. My dad was definitely not like a strict guy, you know. But he was definitely the discipline factor in the house for sure. <laughs> And, um, but like I said, it was a good balance, you know, we had that pops and then my mom was, like I said, that real love and nurturing, 
the woman that she is. And so I had a good balance where I was raised to bet. Mm-hmm. And so did you have any siblings? Uh, what was it like growing up with siblings and things like that? So I'm, I'm, I'm the baby of the family. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 I was spoiled rotten, man. <laughs> I was. Um, but, and I, I was, I'm the baby by a lot too. So the next closest one is my sister. She's like six years older than me. Um, and then my brother is about seven, I'm about seven or eight. And um, then I have a, a, another older sister above that around the same age. So I got three siblings in total, sister, brother, sister. And, um, you know, it was, it was different from, from me because we weren't close. There was a big age gap between us. So when they was kind of high school, I was still like that annoying little brother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really the one irritating them, getting on their last nerves. Um, but I looked up. I looked up to my brother a lot, man. He's, he's my biggest inspiration. And so he kind of really paved the way for me. Mm-hmm. And so when did you start boxing? I started boxing um, my senior high school. So I started boxing in 20, 2015. Mm-hmm. And was that was that when you, you know, first started playing sports and, and, and boxing, or what? Did you play any prior to that? Nah, nah. You know, of course, I played sports. My dad was real big on you know, playing everything, kind of getting used to playing baseball, playing basketball, playing football. Now I'm doing track, and I sucked at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked at all. My whole biggest story, really, for me, was really finding myself. So my brother um, was a talented football player, crazy talented, gifted, and it really he really should be the biggest star in football today. But he just didn't get some of the opportunities, you know, coming from a small town, he really didn't get the opportunities that, that he needed um, to really kind of blossom. And you know, he played played at TSU, balled out at TSU while he was there, played linebacker, and then he ended up went to the NFL. For a couple of games and stuff, but and that was kind of short lived. So he was really, like I said, I told you he was my role model earlier. And um, like I said, just watching him grow, his work ethic was unmatched. And I was always kind of under his shadow, you know? Yeah. Looking up, yeah, you know, like I said, when I was around him and I'm around all his other friends, and oh, look at Lil Dewan. You know, I was always Lil Dewan. And I always had kind of the expectation to kind of be just like him, but I, I didn't live up. Like, he had the good work ethic, and I was kind of lost. I was at football practice, like, man, what am I doing here? I just didn't really have a passion for it like that, you know? Yeah. So I was at a loss trying to just kind of find myself and find what what who I was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I played sports, and I just wasn't anything. <laughs> I, just wasn't, I just wasn't that good at him. Basketball, for sure. Basketball, I'm awful at so, so I found, how, that, out. I found so, that out quickly. How did you find yourself in boxing? You know, what what was kind of like that aha moment? Well, for me, um, for me, the switch flipped in my head, man, was my junior year of uh, high school. I was actually wrestling at the time. And I was just doing it just for fun, kind of just to be doing something, you know? Yeah. And, uh... My junior was at districts, and I was wrestling this guy that I really had no business being on the mat with. You know, he was went to state per previous year. I don't know if you know anything about wrestling, but anybody that went to state, you get these little state hoodies. Yeah. And 
everybody, you know, at the at the meets, they rock their state hoodie, just to, to let people know, like, you know, I went to state. So I was like, oh my gosh, and I had to wrestle this guy or whatever. And man, I fought my tail off in that match, and I ended up winning. It was in my head, like I said, I had no business being there with him, but I won. And it was like a like a moment in my hands, like I was like, dang, like. I can really be good at something. Like, I don't even really try. You know, I said, just imagine if I really put my all into it. So I ended up, I actually went to state that year. And then after that, after that moment, that match, like, I was geared and I was on. I kind of made a whole bunch of sacrifices in my life. And um, even with, with friends, and I just put all my all into wrestling at the moment. The thing I love about wrestling so much was it was a, you know, one man sport. I couldn't put any blame on anybody else if I lost because I lost. If I won, it's because I won. You know, not, not anybody to blame or point fingers at. That was the one thing I hated about team sports. I hated seeing that people pointing fingers saying, oh, we lost because you didn't do this on this play or whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I got really good at wrestling. It became team captain. My confidence boosted up, and it really kind of showed in my, in my life. I finally had something that, you know, I kind of believed in myself. And uh, finally, wrestling season over. I said, man, I had like a like an urge. Like I said, man, I need to do more. I need to do something. And I ended up just choosing boxing, man. I remember like on the street boxing with my homeboys. And, and he actually was boxing at the time. And I felt like I was doing pretty good. I was like, man, I can do this. <laughs> and I, and I put, when I started, man, I put my everything into it. Like I was, like that was so dedicated, man. And it went long until I fell like completely in love with it. You know, when you first time getting in the ring to go spar with somebody. And and quickly, like I said, I'm from a small town, man. Quickly, like I was like the best one in my city. Like it, it didn't take long at all. I was really like on the fast track. I was trying to do anything I could to get good. And uh, that's really how I found it, man. I fell in love with it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I Man, I wish I would have start. I wish I would have started earlier. What did you learn about yourself through that phase where, when you say kind of the light bulb went on, when you had to wrestle that that state champion? I learned way too much, man. I've always been like a real passive, non-confrontational dude, real easygoing, man. And and like I said, it really lit a fire in me, man. Like like I said, I was lost. I was a lost kid, and I had no idea what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. The only thing I knew is I wanted to be great as something I just didn't know what that something was and that spark and lighting like a new fire in me man that like really drove me to be the better version of myself you know it really kind of taught me about being disciplined and this is stuff that I was always taught in the home but I just never really like I guess acted on it yeah you know and I had so much discipline work as and this came to my diet my health I was a chunky kid man I left that part out I was not the bad, not the best looking, best shape <laughs> back in high school, man. I transformed my whole life around, man. And and I can't serious about, you know, my health and my fitness. Um, before that, I was always on the video games. I played video games. I remember playing video games till five in the morning. My dad would wake up, go to work, and I would act like I was asleep till he left, and I'd get right back on the video games. <laughs> Like I was, I was on video games like that, man. <laughs> and I, like I said, I made, I threw all that to the side, man, to focus on my passion, man. So like I said, it just made me a, into a better, like overall human being, you know, 
Yeah. You know, like I said, it, it kind of gave another confidence in me that I didn't have. And so I just, it, man, it changed my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So thinking about, you know, now you find your passion, you leave in high school. And, you know, why did you choose Prairie View? And what was your major? So I was in Colleen. And, and originally, I don't know how nursing nursing was the major that I, that I chose. I don't even, that was what I was going to do from as long as I remember. Um, I think my dad kind of really pushed it on me. And out of nowhere, too, he's like, yeah, you should do nursing. You know, they, they need men, they need men, uh, male nurses. You know, it's a short of it, always have a job, this and that. And I was like, huh, okay. And then even more when I got more into my health and fitness and stuff, I started learning more about the body and nutrition and stuff. And I was like, so I remember just taking classes in high school doing that. And originally, I was going to, you know, uh, go to school in my hometown in, in Colleen. You know, I could have done a nursing program out there, but the the possibility of me also succeeding in boxing was pretty limited. Like, I didn't have access to a lot of resources I do now that I moved to Houston. And so I really moved to Houston um, for, my, for my dream in boxing. Um, and, and the reason why I chose Prairie View is it was the medical center in Houston. And but you got to keep it with the HBCUs, man. My brother went to HBCU. My sister went to HBCU. My dad went to HBCU. And I always heard uh, Prairie View had a, uh, an amazing nursing program. So it was, a, it was an easy choice for me. And like I said, it was a win-win. Got great education at Prairie View. And then I got great experiences in, in boxing out here in this in this big city. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he didn't he didn't mention, you know, he said his his dad and his sister went to HBCU. They went to Florida and <laughs> University, you know, shout out. <laughs> shout out to the Rattlers. Uh listen. <laughs> I had to put that in there. Uh, yeah, go ahead, squeeze that one in there. <laughs> yeah, to squeeze it in there right quick. Uh, but just thinking about that transition from Colleen moving away from home to Houston, what was that transition like for you, just academically? Uh, man, it was huge because Prairie View is a tough school, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, it challenged me completely academically. In a sense of when I was in high school and even, like, when I went to community college to get to do my prereqs for Prairie View, mm-hmm. I, man, I, I could pass. I didn't have to study, really, honestly. I can pass these classes easy without really trying. I just pay. I just listen and, and lecture, and I just take the test, man. I was kind of, but when I went to Prairie View, man, <sighs> nursing <laughs> program, nursing, nursing school was something else. Any nurse will tell you that. It was something else that challenged me both mentally and physically to do both that and boxing at the same time. But I, I was really blessed, man, when I came out to, to Houston because my brother lived out here. And so he welcomed me into his home, and um, I stayed with him, and they and they really took care of me um, a lot through my whole process, going through school and trying to handle the boxing and stuff. They alleviated a lot of stresses for me. Yeah, yeah. So for the listeners, what was it like pursuing, you know, like you said, nursing and doing boxing? Like, what what did you have to do in terms of boxing, and what did you have to do in terms of school? Oh, man, so this was always the most challenging thing about it, man, was like I said, the sacrifice I had to make. It was unreal. Um, and I really think a lot of my classmates that I went to school with, I was also blessed, you know, with the classmates that I had, man, because they, they they really had my back throughout the whole year. 
Um, but having to balance that with something else, I had to, uh, I remember waking up my brother, we'd go to the gym at like five in the morning and we would do our workout. And then I would take a shower and I would go to the school in the parking garage and take about like a 30 minute nap right before class. And then we had a nine o'clock, be in class for hours. Then afterwards, have lunch, have to study, then have to go work out again. It was, it was intense, man. I mean, and I had to do that for like two and a half years until, you know, finally I finally graduated. What did you learn about yourself during that phase? Because you went from high school to kind of finding yourself, finding a passion, to now you're in college and you kind of like pursuing a career and, a, and your passion at the same time. You know, what did you learn about yourself? Man, uh, so I guess the biggest thing, man, was like, to really kind of determine how much I really wanted this. You know, there was so much stresses that was added upon me and so much that was demanded upon me too, like I said, mentally, physically. Um, I had to really know like, this is what I wanted. I had to find deep myself, like, do I really want this? Is this something I really want? School was challenging, boxing was challenging. Obviously I'm in, I'm in school, uh, cracking my head in the books. And the boxing gym people cracking my head on, on a daily, you know what I'm <laughs> And I'm like, is this really what I want to do? And that's when I just found my passion even more. Like I said, I found my passion in high school, but I found like a deeper drive for it going through this process. And I said, man, it's worth it. This is what I want, and I'm going to do anything I have to do to get it. And, you know, these are just certain struggles that certain people had to go through. And that was just mine. And like I said, I made it through. I was still competing at a high level in boxing and still studying at a high level at, at Prairie View. And so take us through that process of, you know, qualifying for the USAT. Now, that one was, that one was an emotional roller coaster right there. So actually, at one point, you know, I did have to take a off from competition on my last two semesters of school. The workload was, was extremely intense and in the competition that I had to go to, I had to be gone for like a week to compete at. And with the schedule that we had, I couldn't do that. If I, if I missed a week of school, I automatically fail. Like I automatically be failed from the course. So um, I was out of boxing, like competing for like a whole year. I was still training obviously, but you know, I, I was never actually in the ring. And I graduated 2019 in May but the trials was uh, December 2019. And so I had I had a couple, like six months to train and get ready for that. But in the process, I still had to qualify for it because they only take top eight people in the country. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go to two qualifying tournaments to finally get my spot there. And when I got there, man, they had me at the eighth seed. It's only eight people. So I was the very last seed. And there's something about being like, I don't know, I just felt so counted out like, you know, really having that chip on your shoulder. Yeah. But like I was left out. So the very first fight, I had to fight the number one seed. Knocked him off. <laughs> then I had to go on Wednesday, fight again. Fought somebody that I fought before twice. I won one, I lost one. Knocked him off. Then I had a fight on Friday uh, against a new guy. And this was in the finals to get me to the to the final finals. This, it was a double elimination tournament. Knocked him off. Fight again on Sunday into the into the um, actual finals, you know, mm. because like I guess there's double elimination. So the guy fought on Friday, 
he actually won his next fight to fight me again on Sunday. And this one had all my family there. It was uh, it was an amazing experience, man. But they had me coming up short, which I, I still don't feel like was correct, you know. But they had me coming up short, and it was just it was just emotional, you know, because that was the moment I wanted to to really succeed at. I said, had all my family there. Yeah. Didn't get the decision I wanted to, and I had to do another box off. I had to fight him again on Monday. Remember, it says double elimination, so I had to fight him again on Monday. And <laughs> the most roller coaster I went on to have to bounce back—that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do—was bounce back emotionally from 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 that loss on, on Sunday to fight him again on Monday to finally win the, the Olympic trials. That was probably the hardest thing I had to do because I was kind of like, I was like, man, I feel like they robbed me. I felt like this. Had all these thoughts going in my head, and I had to finally kind of mellow down and really tackle what I had to do on Monday. I had to get my mind back right, and that was tough. I mean, it sound it may sound easy to some, but but for me personally, that was a, a tough thing that I had to conquer within myself. And um, but overall, I won, man, and it was amazing experience. And that's how I locked kind of myself on, on on Team USA for these next you know like two years through the whole pandemic and everything. You know, we always want to know what you learned from your experiences, just for those who listen and who may be going through anything, not just boxing or sports, but just through life, you know, what did you learn? You know, what did you learn about yourself? You know, you took a year off, you're the eighth seed, you got to climb your way out of that hole and you get to a point where you can, you can end it. You know what I mean? Dude facing double elimination, you can end it right there, but you had to face him again. What did you learn about yourself during that whole process? Biggest thing, man. I remember I had to control my emotions. Like I said, I was an emotional roller coaster, and I felt like I was I was always good at that in my life. Mm-hmm. But that was a new test for me, and I had to really kind of lock in and 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 battle back. Um, and and not just that. Like I said, that was that was probably like I said the most challenging thing I've done. And, and but I came back with a new fire. I had a new kind of aggression. I've always was real passive in my life, but I felt like that fight. I let out like a like a another beast kind of that was inside me, you know. Yeah. Um, I kind of changed just for that moment to do what I <clears throat> to do what I had to do. Um, but coming in as AC man, I, being an underdog, man, I, I I never feel like I'm an underdog no more. I never felt like that when I when they had me at AC. I said I know I'm better than everybody that's in my bracket in this tournament, and I just had to prove it. I just had to prove it. And the biggest thing I realized in that moment was just believing in yourself and what you got. And you can do anything you put your mind to. But no, just thinking about that on that theme of, of proving it, you know what I'm saying? So what was next for you after that Olympic, after you won that Olympic trial? A lot kind of happened in that moment, man. So we actually, <laughs> it's kind of confusing because when we won the Olympic trials, we still had to compete for our spots. So in the month of January, we had a training camp in Colorado Springs at the training center. And they kind of did an evaluation period on us. Mm-hmm. And we then had to go to Bulgaria and whoever basically performed the best in Bulgaria between the number one and number two would basically get the spot. It's kind of how it worked. And I, I performed um, a little bit better than, than my number two. And that's how I officially, officially, Got my spot really on Team USA. Um, and then after that, 
the next step was to qualify for the Olympics. And in March, yeah, in March, we were going to go to Argentina just to do that. But COVID happened, the pandemic hit, everything got shut down and canceled. And then so we got sent home. And at that point, it was just up in the air. We didn't know what was going on. Was Olympics going to even happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we was all lost. We didn't know what was going to go on. Then we, uh, then we, um, Finally got word that said Olympics going to happen. It just got postponed a year, so it's going to happen one year from the from the next date. So, man, we have a new goal now. You know, it's going to happen next year. It's going to come up soon. So, in the meantime, they were just trying to get us ready. We get some more international experience. So, throughout from that point on, all the way up to now, we had many training camps with different countries. We went to Spain, France, Bulgaria again having international tournaments trying to get some new experience and um <laughs> just now just you know just recently you know we finally got word because we were getting ready to go back to our qualifiers again in argentina right mm-hmm. to qualify for our spot and again the uh qualifier got canceled got canceled again <clears throat> so we didn't end up going we're actually supposed to be there right now wow. and um so that got canceled and uh, kind of left us out, you know, like <laughs> it, it really tore us because that was our only way for us to get our spot on the Olympic team to actually go to the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's, um, it was fortunate for some and unfortunate for, for others because some people on the team, how they were then uh, giving the spots on the team is by ranking points, right? But they're basing ranking points back in 2019 which some of us weren't on the team yet mm. so we got kind of left out and uh six people six of my great teammates man they 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 did what they had to do previously in previous years and so they actually had their spot in the olympics but it kind of left the rest of us out to dry and um there was nothing we can do about it you know it's kind of out of our control so we couldn't even fight for our spot yeah so that's kind of where we at now you know so, so, what's, so what's next for you? Do you see yourself going pro or are you still going to uh, try to, you know, make that Olympic team, go to Olympics? You know, the the, <clears throat> the news is still pretty fresh, so I haven't fully made up my decision yet on what's going to happen. But, you know, the, the regardless of what I choose, if you're just going to be big, I'm just going to make the right decision. But just, just thinking, man, so we talked about what's next for you. So are you still, you know, pursuing nursing or is that just on, on, on hold for right now? Yeah, nursing, nursing is going to be a home, man. I got to do everything that I that I dreamed of doing boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I got to get my 100% all in. And so um, nursing is going to be on the back burner for now until I really, man, like I said, I'm trying to be undisputed. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win all these belts. And I'm trying to climb all the way back into the top of boxing. It's crazy how even through the amateurs, man, I started from nothing. And I had to climb myself all the way up to this number one spot in the United States. And now, eventually, once I go pro, I'm going to have to do the exact same thing. Start all the way from the bottom and climb myself all the way back up. And that's going to be the most exciting part, man, is going back through this journey and doing it all over again. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like yeah. I said, it's all about, the, all about the the underdog story, man, coming from nothing, coming to the top. So I'm honestly really looking forward to that. 
That's awesome, man. I know you're gonna do it, man. It's, it's something about when you want it, man. Can't nobody stop you but you. So ain't nobody. So I want to ask you know, looking back over your life and just reflecting on all your experiences, uh, what advice would you give your younger self? I, I think it was something I said earlier, man. It's just you got the power to do anything you want, man. Just believe in yourself, and, and you can get it done through hard work and determination. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I want it's to. It's a it's a it's a cliche thing, but man, it's, I didn't know that when I was a kid. Like I said, I was lost. Yeah. I was lost. I could really chose anything. I'm looking back now. Like if I really wanted to do football. I could have been a star. I could have been a beast at it. But I really, I suck at basketball. <laughs> if I really wanted to play basketball, man, I could have been good. And it takes. I really could have picked. I could have picked. I could have picked anything. Yeah, yeah. As long as you had your mindset, man, and, and and you believe in yourself, you can make it. You can make it happen. As long as you got the love and passion for it, though. <laughs> Once you're just doing something you don't love and trying to be great at, because especially for boxing, man, you gotta let us. I always said boxing got to be a little bit crazy. We get punched in the head for a living. You know, yeah. but it's something about just this competitive thrill that we go through. Just being in the ring and, you know, smiling on your mind, you putting your will on the line with another man. And it's just like, I don't know, there's some thrill about it, man, that that you just got to love. This podcast is called The Process Podcast. What does trust the process mean to you? Oh, man, I ain't going on about this, man. Look, listen, trusting the process, we've been through so much. There's so much adversity that's been in the way. Stuff may not go your way. Stuff may not happen that you think, like, man, why this happened to me? But just trust the process. Nothing's easy. I remember getting beat up by this, by this, by this guy in this garage. I thought he was, I thought, you remember, I thought I was, I thought I was the best one in Colleen. I didn't tell you about that story, but I got beat up so bad in front of my dad, man. And it was embarrassing, bro. <laughs> it was embarrassing. This is when I first started boxing. And in those moments, man, I was like, man, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. But the fact that I came back the very next day, one or more just to improve and get better. You got to trust the process. It may not every time they go your way, but it's going to all work out. So I want to thank you, man, just for taking the time out to share your stories about the highs and the lows and, you know, being the underdog and fighting back and what it means just to, you know, kind of grind it out, you know, find your passion and work towards it. But I want to uh, ask you, do you have any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners? Man, there was this thing, I remember when we was in Cali, bro, we was, me and my teammate Richard, we was in this ice bath, right? We had, he had his tub, I had my tub. I hate ice baths, by the way. And he had on this, he had on this, um, we were trying to zone out, kind of close our eyes and kind of meditate and stuff. And he had put on like this uh, motivational clip. Mm -hmm. And man, I can't remember what he said, man, but it really spoke. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it spoke volumes to me. It, his his message was about burning the boat. Talking about things a lot powerful when you when you don't want to do something. It's like when you have to do something, you have no choice but to do it. Right? He was talking about um, like I said, his message was burning the boat. He said if you want to take the island, 
and you gotta burn the boats so you have no way of going back. He said you'll get so much done when you have to take the island rather than you know you want to. I don't know if you ever heard that before, mm-hmm. but that was like one of the most powerful things. I wish I had it quoted, man. No, that's because <laughs> no, nah, that thing was legit, man. When he said, I said, man, it kind of changes your kind of mentality, especially in a sport like this, man. You can't do that for fun. Yeah. Like our lives are in line with this, man. This got to be, this got to be uh, live or die. Like you really got to, you really got to do this. You know, you heard the saying all the time: you can't play boxing. Man, but like I said, I really wish I would have had it quoted, man. When he had said it, I was like, bro. And, and it changed my mentality. Even when I was, even when I was training, yeah. I remember after I listened to that, even when I was training, I was like, man, you got to do this. But you have no choice. I was going to be doing this air bike, and it hurt so bad, man. My legs was on fire. And I was like, man, you got to live through the pain. You got to do this. This is your dream. This is what you want. You got to do this. You got to endure this. I kept trying to tell myself when I was really trying to push through, like, you really wanted this bad, it's what you got to do. And so after I heard that, man, I kept trying to tell myself that, program that in my mind. Like, bro, you want it. You got to do a lot of the tough stuff. Got to burn the boat. For the listeners, you know, where can they find you, social media, just to keep up, catch some of your matches and things like that? Where can they find you on social media? But really, the only social media I really, really use is Instagram, and it's really just my name. So it's uh, Darius Fordham. I know somebody, if they listen, they're not going to know how to spell it. So I spell it as D-A-R-I-U-S. Last name Fordham is F-U-L-G-H-U-M. This episode was brought to you by Overcome Achieve Clothing. Allow what you have overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge. Wear your truth. Overcome. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through and not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.